Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Josh. Well, Welcome to another episode of the podcast that you and I allegedly host. <laughs> Even though over the last six months, um, it's you know what we've, it's been a bit. It's been a rough time. We've uh, uh, we've had this little pandemic thing going on. Time. We've had um, yeah. so many so many weddings postponing and rescheduling and and just just that. And in fact, I want to talk about that just for five seconds in a moment. Um, uh, Britt and I have given birth to a child. Created a whole new human. Like we've literally, we've doubled our. Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, you know, like a, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a, a couple of, couple of minutes between drinks. It has. Yet we are here. We are indeed. On the 8th of April, 2021. And uh, it is an exciting year. Um, give us the, uh, give us the How Was Sarah update. Well, first how of all, it's nice to be back in the same time zone as you. It uh, is. It's that really does lovely. make life a little bit easier. Uh, because Thanks for joining us again yeah. <laughs> after your little couple of months joint there. <laughs> we just decided we're going to change time. Yeah. We just yeah, <laughs> we're time wizards down here in the south. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yep, time wizards. Let's go with that. Um, <laughs> so it's nice to be back in the same time zone, so that we don't constantly do this. Is that my time or your time? Kind of little dance. Um, how is Sarah? Uh, um, Sarah's. Uh, not terrible. <laughs> not terrible. <laughs> if, uh, if, if if that isn't if that isn't a, a raging um, <laughs> a, a kind of affirmation of how great you are, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, I've been feeling a little bit guilty throughout March and early April because my wedding work is significantly decreased because I concentrate mainly on the training stuff now. And although I've still kind of averaged at least one ceremony a week between funerals and weddings, I haven't seen the madness that most of my lovely colleagues have seen. Uh, I know that a lot of celebrants were doing like double duty in March because so many of last year's weddings postponed to March this year. Uh, so I've been feeling a little bit guilty uh, that I yeah. haven't been quite as busy. But I'm about to get super busy with OPD starting, so... If I have uh, if I have another family member or friend comment and like, oh, it's so good you're busy, probably I'm probably going to like accidentally punch them. Yeah, I've been seeing <laughs> that a lot. People saying like it feels weird to be be feeling like it. It feels weird that being busy is a problem when last year all we wanted was to be busy because yeah. we did nothing. But there's busy, and, this and then a, there's this ridiculous. This isn't a discontent thing. No. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, this is entirely ridiculous. So, how many weddings did you do in March? Twenty-two. Yeah. See, that's ridiculous. Like that's ridiculous. actually ridiculous. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a beautiful day in Melbourne today. It is probably the last beautiful day we're going to have. It's allegedly going to be twenty-seven. Uh, so at least out my window, the sky is blue and the sun is shining and that's got to be, got to concentrate on that. Yeah, we've got to concentrate on that. I'll, I'll give everyone a life update um, on my behalf just because there, there may well be noise. And honestly, uh, I'm, I'm not too fussed because we, uh, it's, it's been, it's literally been six months since you and I have recorded a podcast together and, uh, and we've just got to find those pockets where we have. It was like literally seconds before we started recording. I had a one-month-old daughter on my arm, and um, and Brit's around the house. She's a, she's running the elopement collective, and so I'm not going to apologise for her making noise because we're all living in this house together at the moment. And uh, 
But the good news is we're home. We're back in a home home after having rented it out for the year. So I don't need to retell that story. Uh, and um, you remember that dark, dingy dungeon that was a thing that I called an office? Yes, the garage. But yeah, so no longer a garage. Uh, it, it, it can't actually park a car in there anymore. Well, you couldn't it's... park a car in there before. Well, but I had a garage door, and so like if 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 it was like if someone had a gun to my head sure. and said, "Josh, you've got to park a car in there," like you could have. No longer. No. Uh, it's 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 almost an office. In fact, just before we started recording, um, I said goodbye to the electrician who's put lights in there. <gasps> and we've got um, we've got a ceiling, and we've got like a new roof that doesn't leak, and wow. uh, we've got a sliding door on the front. We've got a whole thing. So, so life is starting to regain some kind of normality for us. So we're gonna like the next time we record, sometime in the next six or twelve months, <laughs> we'll um. <laughs> We'll actually have an office to record in where I cannot disrupt my family. Amazing. It's be lovely. But um, have flights from Gold Coast Airport resumed? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, back under the flight path. lots of flights. Back yeah, under the flight lots path. Of flights. <laughs> Here, there's one right now. There we go. Everyone enjoy. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, there it is. It's very different from when you're sitting in the garage. Yeah, well, so this is inside. Yeah. So, inside, and, you know, inside's a little bit more well insulated. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not even uh, apologising for flights. No. Anymore. Like, here's a flight. Everyone enjoy it. It's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> everyone enjoy the, everyone enjoy everyone the enjoy flight. Everyone flight that just came in from Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> did you just check your app to see where that flight came from? Maybe. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually not a Jetstar flight. It's a Rex flight a from Rex Melbourne. Rex flight from Melbourne. If anybody yeah. didn't already know, Josh is a nerd, which is fine because I am too. Um, if anyone ever wants to talk travel to me, I'm always always up for a chat about travel. I'm in a few travel groups. I'm always fighting travel agents. I'm like, it's not that hard. Anyway, we have a podcast to make about celebrating. We do. Do you want to talk about uh, post moments, cancellations, oh, pandemic gosh, if, related if is, stuff? If there is a topic that I want to spend the next four hours talking about it is I mean, we, we is don't a, have to talk about it if you don't no, want to no, but but it's very real it's, it's really a, it real is, it's and i think that a lot of the industry is still suffering so i think it's probably yeah. worth mentioning it again yeah like i um you know what's funny is like you, you mentioned a topic and i've got like 30 subtopics and uh um what do you think because because you and i talk and you know where, where i'm at in our own personal business and i don't mind sharing openly about that kind of thing um but is there something is there a topic you think that podcast listeners would enjoy uh aside from me just ranting about the world today <laughs> i think it's um i think it's really worth uh reminding people that um nobody is in this alone that we're all or are you <laughs> That, yeah, no, that true, pretty pretty much it. every wedding industry vendor is suffering in some way, shape, or form, and that hasn't ended. Um, no, it, it, it you know yeah. even though we're in a pretty good place in Australia, we're still seeing snap lockdowns every now and again that do still impact weddings. So yeah, oh, it was literally seven days ago. I had um, uh, so April. So we're recording April eight, uh, April one. I had a wedding which was postponed from April one, twenty twenty, uh, postponed to April one, twenty twenty. One, this is 2021. And on the Sunday morning uh, before April 1, uh, I got a text from my friend who's um, the chief of staff at Channel 10 Brisbane. And he uh, he goes, Hey, I love you, but just FYI, this is happening in 30 minutes. I'm like, Oh, no. And and that was when we got that first whiff. I don't know if you want to call it that, of the, the, um, that single case in Brisbane. 
And on Sunday morning, they're all like, uh, you know, it's one guy, you know, there's contact tracing, everything's cool. So me and the groom are texting saying, it's all cool. Because I, I texted him saying, hey, just so you know, this is happening in 30 minutes, FYI. Um, and because uh, he's a friend as well. And then Monday morning, um, they brought that snap lockdown for three days. And we're on the phone. He's like, yeah, we're going to postpone again. Because this means, like, at least if we postpone again, his family from the UK might be able to visit and blah, 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 blah. And just the uncertainty of um, going ahead with a wedding. Uh, the lockdown was going to end at 5 p.m. They had a 4 p.m. ceremony. And they just, you know, just there was a lot of uncertainty to go into, go into a wedding with. Um, ironically, the lockdown ended at midday. Yeah. So could have gone ahead. But yeah, there's, there's still constant... Um, just it's 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 an annoyance mm. like a, i've got a july wedding this year that is just postponed to next year uh because um they were finding it so stressful that like that a lockdown could just come any day now um and 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 i did like i did want to kind of open up that idea that you said that everyone's suffering in this because because they are and us as celebrants probably don't realize how other vendors are suffering and they don't probably realize how we are and so um i thought i'd open up that topic a little bit uh, on there's two things that come to mind straight away. One of them is, uh, like, um, and we'll talk about your OPD topic on running a sustainable business soon, but when you're running a sustainable business, uh, you, you might kind of budget for an amount of time that you would spend with a client. Like, you know, if Jack and Jill are booking me to be their celebrant, um, I might expect that there'll be on an average of X number of emails and X number of meetings and, I'll, you know, across my client relationship, I might spend... You know, because I'll be honest with you, I budget I'll spend about ten to fifteen hours with you. Sounds about um, right. Fifteen, yeah, fifteen's on the high end. Yep. You know, and, but that's that's not that's not all with you, the couple. There's you know, paperwork. Yeah. You know, or just all the things, sales meetings, travel. all the things. Yeah. <clears throat> travel. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I was away from home for eight hours yesterday to speak for eighteen minutes. Blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh, so that's you kind of budget to spend that much time with a couple, and. And those couples that have all been affected by the pandemic last year, and then this couple again postponed another year. I'm like, this is this number is way blown out. And and I'll be honest with you, I'm like, because they've said, oh yeah, we don't mind compensating you. And I'm like, I don't like, I just don't have a business plan for being compensated for having two extra years of talking about your wedding. Um, like I, I don't, I don't, I just don't have a structure for that in my mind. Mm. And my my instant responses like i will just do nothing because i don't i don't want to i can only just make up a number like oh yeah cost you another 486 dollars and 74 cents like <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah like and, and obviously a smarter person probably could um accompany a fee to that and and uh you know i just i suppose i haven't had the time to sit down and really think about that because we're still surviving because every day there's just postponements and cancellations even postponements and cancellations for things that aren't directly pandemic affected totally. today, it's like the July one could probably go ahead. Like, well, no, as 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 we currently know, it can totally go ahead, but they they don't want to have the stress of a possible lockdown on their mind, and so they're moving. Um, so there's there's that thing which is so real, not just for us as celebrants, but for everyone. But uh, I uh, I sit on the committee of the Byron Events Industry Association, which is uh, the name kind of gives it away. It's the Byron Bay Events and Industry. <laughs> association for that <laughs> yeah it's it's an association sarah yeah good um yeah and uh and we had a meeting the other day on zoom and i hadn't realized 
so many other vendors are affected. Um, uh, predominantly, everyone else on the committee uh, runs um, venues, uh, accommodation or wedding venues, uh, and there's a wedding planner. I think that makes up the whole committee. Um, and, and they're all having major staffing mm. issues. Like trying to get staff to set up teepees or, or you know, just a waiter waiting and et cetera. Like waitress, wait, wait, waitering. Yeah. Wait staff. Food people. Yeah. Wait staff. Um, well, because when you say wait staff, I'm like, oh, I wait. Always bloody waiting. <laughs> Standing there in a suit in 38 degree heat. No, she's not here yet. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm not a wait staff. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Oh, they're stuck in traffic. All right, cool, good. <laughs> Got nothing else on. <laughs> different kind of weight, uh, yeah. Different kind yeah. of weight, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're they're struggling. Like it's a real. It's a, like it's not just because if you and I talked. Because um, uh, have you still got your PA working for you? Your assistant? No, it's just me no. now. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you and I, like I, I've got Tara and, um, and staffing for us is like, oh, like we could just do it all ourselves, but we'll bring someone on for excess work or, you totally. know, or so we can, like maybe, maybe I can accomplish uh, X percent more if I have another staff member, but, but my business doesn't run on staff. Doesn't require. Um, mm. No, it doesn't require it. It's a blessing and it allows me to do more and be more liberated and more free and less stressed and et cetera. But these businesses, venues, you know, like, cause the. Yeah, John that owns XYZ Wedding Venue, you don't, you don't want him handing out hors d'oeuvres and <laughs> cracking It's not beers. a good use of his time. No, it's a terrible... That He has staff, you know, and even if he was, he can only crack beers or serve hors d'oeuvres. He can't do both. So um, so they, they need staff and they're, uh, the international staffing component has obviously drastically reduced. Um, and then the local staffing component, it's... Like, I just... I don't have... Um, uh, I was going to say... I'm going to say I don't have any friends that have um, been – like, the, the, I don't have many friends that work in um, those uh, – you know, most of my friends are wedding industry people. I've got a few other professional friends that uh, work in media and construction, and they've all just been fine through this. You know, um, I don't think any of them have even received JobKeeper, like wedding industry people have. But, uh, but apparently so many of the employment markets, I guess, are – suffering because um up until a week ago a lot of the population was on JobKeeper and like I'm just going to say because I heard them talking about this like they're all on JobKeeper they don't want to get other jobs that that actual sentence doesn't make sense to me but I understand it's a real thing <laughs> for them um and so I understand that I have a personality like I just couldn't sit there copping free money and sitting at home doing nothing so I know that there's a personality indifference here and also I just don't understand those industries no but hang on I, I'm not sure it's that simple uh, because in order to get JobKeeper, you had to have been at your job. workplace for 12 months. So yeah. if you then so leave I, that I workplace and go to somewhere else and then suddenly that, that place has to close because there's a lockdown, you're not eligible for that JobKeeper payment even if that business is getting it. So I I know that – so so the, the job market is all screwed up because, it's A, really we don't up. have – the backpackers and the international students who prop up so much of our hospitality industry uh, and yeah. B, people are hanging on to whatever job they can because that's what they need. And then C, yeah. people who had to lay people off uh, last year because, you know, they hadn't been at their job for 12 months or whatever. So they've got jobs available there. It's, it's harder to find people because all those markets aren't there. 
those international yeah, students, yeah. those backpackers, they're, they, they're not there anymore. So it's this yeah. big, icky conglomerate of issues that, that w- as you say, we don't even think about. Like it's one thing for us yeah. to go and we've got all these postponements and cancellations. It's another thing entirely to not actually be able to run our business because we can't get the people we need to run it. It's, yeah, yeah it's exhausting. Yeah, it's a, it's an exhausting, weird time for the wedding industry, and I am, um, I I can say this right here, right now, because I'm I'm in a fairly like I'm tired, but I'm in a fairly good position, like emotionally, today, kind of mentally speaking, today at ten forty a.m. on the Thursday, the eighth of April. Talk to me eleven thirty. Might might have changed, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I um I would encourage all and sundry to extend grace and to extend um empathy. Um, uh, perhaps even look at engaging in empathy training if that's something that's open to you. That's a political joke for <laughs> everyone in Australia. Um, <laughs> but just just to um, uh, to do that to uh, particularly to to our to our fellow vendors. Um, actually, can I can I kind of riff on a blog post I've been thinking about for the Celebrate Institute for the longest time, and I just I haven't completed it. So I'll put out the half completed blog post audibly just for over the next twenty seconds. Um, I. I, I, I see, like, we're literally doing a topic this year on networking, social media and networking. And, and when people talk about networking, you're the networking queen. You've been to, you uh, what's the saying? You'll, you'll go to the opening of a, you know, of an envelope. Coke bottle. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, so, like, there's so much power in networking. And this isn't about knocking that, but a really free and easy and cheap um, networking uh, thing that we can do. And particularly as celebrants, because it's literally in our effing name that we are celebrating people. We, we, we celebrate. We, we use words of affirmation to, like, lift people up. Um, like, this could be our calling as celebrants to network and just to build the industry up and just, like, just get on social media. Throw a few five-star reviews around. Like, get on, like, send text messages to vendors and say, hey, hope you're doing well and, you know, you do great work and... Um, uh, I would say don't use the throwaway line like if there's anything I can do because that's generally code for um, like it's just a throwaway line. It just doesn't really mean anything because mostly people won't respond because like if, if Sarah, you right now, if you said, hey, if there's anything I can do, I'm like, oh, literally the clothes need to hang out. You come around <laughs> and hang my clothes out <laughs> and the lawn's getting long and the, yeah, I can list off things, but I'm not going to do that because it's this polite thing we say. So don't just say polite bullshit things, but just say like real things like, hey, I remember that wedding we did with you and you shot beautifully or, or the venue was so well presented. And just, just some words of encouragement. Just be a nice, lovely person um, in direct personal messages, but also on social media, commenting on people's work as they post photos. Like so much, so many of us are posting on social media today um, because we, you know, we, we know that it's good for our business, but we're obviously, some, some people are posting old work, particularly last year, a lot of old work. And then, but also today we're kind of stressing through things just to be someone in the comments who's just like, you're amazing, Sarah. And to actually extend on that and use our words. Like we, we're like, as celebrants, we are blessed with words. Like we have that. Um, that's kind of a blog post I've been trying to think about, that's, trying to put into words. I think that's really great. I'd, I'd also like to go a whole other step, which is don't be shit to each other. <laughs> well, hang, hang on. What do you mean? Because <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I think that something that we, the wedding industry can't work without each other. We're, we're this intertwined group of, of vendors and businesses. And except for celebrants, we are very lucky and we can actually do our work with no other vendors present in 
you know, certain circumstances where the couple doesn't want all the hullabaloo of a wedding. But generally, we need each other. And we're this ecosystem that requires each other in order to function. So something that we've seen a little bit of in the last 12 months is, um, is vendors making judgments about how other vendors are running their business and making those judgments to the couple. So things, saying things like, oh, I'll happily give you your deposit back. All of your other vendors should be doing that too. Uh-uh, that's not really okay. Like, it's absolutely fine for you to make that decision for yourself and for your business. You have no idea what is going on in other people's businesses and lives. And it's not okay to, um, to put your situation on someone else. Um, you know, I've heard it, celebrants saying, we wrote about it recently, uh, saying things like, oh, I've given all my deposits back. That's the only appropriate thing to do and everybody should be doing that. No, 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 no. That's really not okay. And so when you, when you start to talk to your couples like that, it means that suddenly it's vendor against vendor and the couple is playing us off each other and that's not going to work. We're not going to survive because we need each other. And we need to be able to function well together as a team. We need to be able to trust that, you know, when we turn up somewhere, the people that, uh, that we're turning up haven't been backstabbing us in some way. Now, often you'll find that the couples are playing, each other, playing us off each other and there's actually oh, yeah. been no conversation yeah. like that at all. So, you'll, yeah, you, yeah. so it is important to check in with the other vendors and say, hey, oh, did yeah. you actually say X, Y, Z? Um, so that's really important too. But again, that's part of the communication. We need to be talking to each other. We need to be uh, giving people the benefit of the doubt. We need to be going, this is hard for all of us. And yeah, it's hard for the couples too. Like I, I see all of that. I see that there are two sides to all of this, blah, blah, blah. But if we don't work together, the, the industry will just disintegrate. So... I think that's another really important thing that I kind of yeah. see. You know, I, I, I even saw it in a, in a Facebook, in a celebrant group recently. Um, you know, a celebrant, a couple had contacted a celebrant saying our celebrant for next weekend has, has cancelled on us. And so this was put in a Facebook group of celebrants, hey, who's available? And every celebrant in that group piled on about how dare that celebrant cancel, blah. Oh, yeah. Guess what? You don't know the situation. No idea. No idea what that situation might be. There are all kinds of reasons why celebrants need to cancel. Some of them include our legal obligations to not marry people who we don't believe are giving real consent. So um, it's really important to just to try and support each other rather than rather than cutting each other down without knowing all the facts. I think. Yeah, I, I would try and try and presume the best of other people. Yeah, and it's um, not easy. It's not easy, and I'll absolutely admit that that it's not an easy thing to to not jump to conclusions and to not immediately go, "Well, they're doing the wrong thing." But I think we need to try harder. Um, Amen. Yeah, there's my little rant. How's that? <laughs> no, no, no. Loud and clear. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, so, I think yeah. that... It's a weird time for the industry. Hey? I think really I wanted to just remind people that they're not alone, that other people are suffering too. And part of the suffering is in the being busy and the being over busy uh, and busier than we've probably ever been. That's hard as well uh, because... And earning less than we've ever earned. Like I, I know for us, like um, they be all these weddings I'm doing, like if you follow my Instagram stories, you'll see that every single day, literally, like... I had today's uh, fourth in a, in a row. I had Sunday off and it was like five in a row. Um, but these are like so many of these, like we earned that money 12, 18 months ago. Yeah. Like taxes paid, it's gone. It's <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's a day that you can't take another booking on, a new booking. So yeah. just a reminder, this is not going away uh, anytime soon. We know the vaccine rollout has been a bit of a disaster in Australia. So you know, this is not, we're not going to be back to normality, oh, I don't think, before the end of the year. Uh, so just a reminder that, yep, we, we're still suffering, people are still suffering, please be kind to each other. Yeah. Talking about being kind to each other, uh, Sarah, uh, I feel like we've gone too long in this podcast without uh, acknowledging um, the work we've been doing in 2021, uh, which... I, I, I've got to be really honest. I've already I've talked to you about it a little bit, but I suppose just also verbalize it to you and also to tell everyone else. And this is kind of part of the reason there hasn't been a podcast for a while. Part of the reason the post from the Celebrant Institute have been hard. Like um, it's it's been an extra hard time to be creative, and or you know not just to be creative, but to create. Uh, it's just it's just a weird, tiring time to create. And so, uh, but we have been um, despite those. Uh, Despite those hard times, we've been creating, and a big part of that has been um, the Celebrant Institute RTO, um, which uh, is the same brand as Celebrant Institute, but it's uh, what used to be called Life Skills Training. And on the 1st of January, we rebranded, and, um, and what used to be Life Skills Training uh, is now Celebrant Institute RTO, and uh, you've got the... Um, opportunity to study your certificate for in training uh, certificate for in training certificate for in um celebrancy celebrancy thing that's that we it. do yeah, that's yep. what you do yeah <laughs> uh with um with a, with the celebrant institute which is exciting and uh and, and and even the way that we offer that and the way we do that is continually evolving um uh, like we're uh, desperately trying not to look at what other people do um mainly because i don't think that's been terribly successful to celebrate for celebrants over the last yeah, the, the life of the cert for and celebrancy. So that's a side topic that we riff on at some point when we've got more energy. But also the ongoing professional development program for 2021 has launched and we're doing that. And we've launched a brand new website for that. Uh, the website is celebrant.training. So literally just in your, in your uh, web browser, type in celebrant.training. And uh, that'll take you to our OPD page uh, where all of our topics are listed. And, and if you go there... Um, you're going to see some really different things. Uh, I'm going to try and list a handful of them, Sarah, and then pass off to you uh, for what I've missed. Uh, the first one is that, um, obviously, it's a really cool website. So it's cool. <laughs> it's very cool. Uh, one of them is that you'll notice, and we've tried our darndest, we've really tried our darndest to communicate this as clearly and as beautifully as possible without treating you like idiots, but also without assuming that everyone totally gets it. And that is that in 2021, there is still the regular, normal, boring five hours of OPD that's required. The amount of OPD has not changed. What has changed is that one of those five hours 
is delivered by the Australian government, by the Attorney General's office through the Marriage Celebrants Portal. And uh, you need to log into that portal. If you haven't, if you don't know what that is, and if you haven't logged into that, then this is probably not the podcast to explain it because it's a uh, it's it's on the AGD website, and it's where you update your details. It's where you um, pay your invoice, uh, and it's now also where you do that one hour of compulsory OPD. But the remaining four hours, uh, it's it, it's kind of opened it up to um, what we've really lent into. That's a plane. It's another one. Another plane. Uh, we've really lent into the a la carte style of choosing your OPD. Now, this this isn't a lawful change. It's always been this way. Uh, like, if you go back five years, I could do topic one from RTO one from you know I, I, from Australian celebrations. I could uh, maybe they're offering a two hour you know topic of their, of how to skin a rabbit, and I go there. Which I don't know how that applies to celebrancy, but um, I could I could go there and I could do that. And, and normally they would offer a full day, but I could leave at, at lunchtime, for example, and I would have completed a two-hour topic. And, uh, and, and it wasn't really offered as a separate topic, but I could have, and I've just done that, and then I could leave at lunchtime and never come back. And then next week I could go to someone else, I could go to a Sentex or something, and, and in the afternoon do three hours of how to skin a rabbit too, which is the more advanced class on how to skin rabbits. And, um, and, and although it would have been weird and both companies would have been weird about it and you know i would have paid a lot of money ultimately i would have completed my five hours of opb because i did do two and three um it's not how it's been sold before it's not how it's been delivered it's not how it was planned for but you could have done it in that same way this year we've really minted into that and said hey look here's a bunch of topics we've got um have we got any one hour topics no we have no only two hour and four Um, hour topics yeah, we've got two-hour topics and four-hour topics, and uh, there are different times and days, and we'll actually, we, we, we're not selling them in a bundle. Um, you have to go and choose, and you might, uh, you might see that there's, uh, rather than just make up times, because I feel like I'll just make up times and people will call me on my shit. Um, but right now, if you wanted to register, uh, if you wanted to get some OPD done ASAP on uh, Sunday the 11th of April, which, oh my God, it's three days away, uh, you can do Celebrate Marketing 101, getting the basics of uh, social media for a celebrant um, lined up. And you can um, click on more information to find out when that's being offered. And uh, you can see that that's being offered at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's a two-hour topic on the 11th of April. And um, uh, yeah, so I, I can do that topic. It's just right there. I can do it. It's great. Um, and I've completed two of my five hours. Uh, then next month, I can go to the Marriage Celebrants portal and do my one hour. So now I've completed three hours. And then now I've just got two hours left. With that two hours left, I might decide that on the 13th of April, um, I'm going to do the four-hour session uh, that is the uh, Safe and Inclusive Celebrity Practice, which starts at midday. So I've actually completed, wait for it, seven hours of OPD. I've done two hours too many, but that's fine. You can just do that. You can. You have to do a minimum of five. And some people, uh, what's the most you've seen? I think 14, some of the 10 or 12 hours. 14, 14 hours. hours. She's enrolled for yeah. 14 hours. Because all the topics are really good. Of course, you only have to do five, and one of them is from the AGD. But you can just a la carte choose. You're like, well, I want to know more about running a paperless marriage office, um, and so I'm going to do that. And I want to know more about social media. Or There's a beginner's course, an advanced course. You know what? Maybe you do the beginner's course today, and then later in the year you do the advanced course, bada bing, bada boom, you know? You can um, even choose to do two hours by a Zoom session and two hours distance by yeah, a PDF can, workbook. Like it's just all up to you. You've got so much choice. Power. So yeah. much power. It's actually really exciting. Um, so I think that's the, like, they're the main changes. Uh, 
you uh, like it's all very clearly marked you'll see you know i can see on the 6th of may at 5 p.m there's a two-hour opd which is about involving others and wedding ceremonies that's the other difference is i'm actually is we're running sessions in the evening as well so we're not just running sessions during the day um we're running sessions tuesday wednesday thursday and sunday and they from the morning all the way through to nine o'clock at night so it means that it really is a more much more flexible offering this year because um you know quite often people have to take if people who don't do celebrancy full-time they might have a job they had to take a day off work to come to opd don't need to do that this year because you can do two sessions in the evening you can do a session on a sunday uh whatever works for you 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 can just like you just you look at what's available and you just just do what works well for you um like particularly like i don't know if you kind of picked up on what sarah just said but if if you work you know what maybe you work seven days a week nine to five like you just you're just working it you know um you can only do this kind of thing at night. Well, cool. So flick, click around and uh, I can see on the Thursday, the 6th of May, there's a 7.30, two-hour course on uh, wedding ceremony logistics, two hours done. And then you keep on clicking around. Uh, Sunday night, there's a 5.30, Sunday, the 16th of May, there's a 5.30 session on involving others in wedding ceremonies and bada boom, bada boom. You know, you just, you, you can figure it out. And so between now and, um, well, like the end of the year, technically, legally speaking, but I think our last session is the 16th, 16th, 16th of December. So between now and the 16th of December, you've just got to do um, four hours plus the one hour with the AGD. And, and I would encourage everyone, um, this is, uh, I've been talking about this um, with different OPD, OPD providers for a while. In fact, there's someone who does OPD that isn't us. I mentioned this to them and, and they, they thought it was a preposterous idea and <laughs> marched me out of town that, uh, that OPD shouldn't be this boring, shitty, weird thing like, oh, I've got to do my OPD. It's like you're going to do your whips and lashes, you know, like a, <laughs> like a Catholic priest. Um, it shouldn't be this yucky, terrible thing that you've got to do. And you're like, oh, my God, I've got to do OPD. Like, oh, let's find out which, which, is, which one of these is the least shit. Like, which, which is the least shit OPD I can do? And maybe you choose it based on presenter or maybe you choose it based on time of day or, or like this. Like we've all had this. Like um, we as celebrants will all get together and like, hey, Sarah, when are you doing your um, OPD? I'll come with you. So even though it's a shit day, you and I can hang out together. Um, I just think that's, a, that's just a terrible, like that's sad. Like it just saddens me. And I suggested years ago and I was laughed out of town and then I suggested it to you and you didn't laugh at me. So that's why we're friends. <laughs> um, that OPD could just be not terrible. That actually it could be wait for it, professional development. That you Amazing. That you could be better. <laughs> amazing. Who'd think it's it? It's amazing. Yeah. Who would have thought it? Yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's the whole thing behind, like if you look at the Celebrant Institute OPD offering, please know that our thing is like, like we've looked at it and thought, how can we make this really bloody good? And that's, and that, and that's what we've put out. We, we haven't, we haven't looked at what everyone else is doing and said, oh, let's try and muscle in on that. Or we haven't looked at what they're doing and so like, let's just copy and paste what they're doing. Um, Sarah and I, uh, like we at least think that we're quite in tune with the uh, celebrant, uh, with the, the practicing celebrant population, um, uh, with celebrants that, are, that want to be better, celebrants that, that, that are already great but want to improve. And, um, and we... And we've developed these topics, and, and well, not just the topics, but the, the whole system to try and uh, sew into that. So that after you do your OPD with the Celebrant Institute, 
my hope is that you're just better the world's better everyone's better life's great we're all happy and we all just live a happy life and have margaritas on the beach indeed absolutely i'm not sure about the margaritas on the beach but um, no, it's a thing it's, being being better is definitely out there i worked really hard on designing the topics for this year um and some of them came from feedback that we've had in the past where i've asked uh you know um what kind of topics would you like to see in the future and some of those things came back to us from that and some of them are things that you know i've seen in celebrant forums these are questions that get asked a lot um or or things like that so i'm hoping that everything that's on the platter this year is useful is i mean that's kind of my hope um so i wanted to spend a little bit of time if it's okay josh uh going through each of the topics and talking about what is on offer this year uh hey look and, and uh, as some people have said in the past until the fat lady sings but no that's not today uh today we've got until the infant cries so. <laughs> excellent good yep. uh so i've got 16 topics this year that i've uh that i've written up um, and some of my trainers have done a really great job in writing the workbooks that uh, that people will receive at, for the topic. But um, yeah, so that's been really helpful as well, being able to delegate some of that um, workbook writing stuff. But the topics were I've developed at the end of last year. So the first one is the celebrant's role in three uncommon situations. And this topic covers three situations that get get asked about in celebrant forums all the time. Shortening of time, prospective marriage visa, and transferring marriages between celebrants. So <clears throat> those three things are things that each individual celebrant probably doesn't see very often. So when they get a couple who rings them and say, and says, hey, I need a letter of support for my prospective marriage visa application, um, a lot of celebrants go, ooh, I don't know what to do with that. So they ask in the forum and sometimes they get the right answer, sometimes they don't. So uh, this topic is designed to give you some background about each of those three situations. Explain. I'm going to say more often they don't. Yeah, sure. Um, explain what those three situations are, explain uh, what the background is and how the celebrant, what the celebrant's role is in dealing with them. And then the activities that are part of that session are to draft letters of support that go, um, for example, for the shortening of time or the prospective marriage visa. But the workbook, which I'm actually really proud of, I have to say, provides step-by-step -step instructions <clears throat> about exactly what you need to do in each of those three situations and why you need to do it. And it also provides some information a bit more kind of information from me about how I manage things which might be a little bit different for you but it will give you those legal requirements if you like for each of those three situations so I'm um, we're offering that one as both a zoom session and as a distance activity as well where you get a pdf workbook and then send us back activities to, to assess so that's a really good one the second one is a basic introduction to social media for celebrants. This is for social media beginners, people who don't already have a business Facebook page or Instagram profile. 
Um, we do need you to have a personal Instagram uh, and Facebook page because those are required to build business ones. But other than that, we actually work through the process of creating a business page on Facebook or a business Instagram profile, uh, putting up some photos and a logo, and then making your first post. So we actually work through that process within the workshop. Uh, and this one is also available as a distance option too. So that one's, yeah, pretty cool. And, and Anna Smale, one of my trainers, has done a great job in putting, pulling that workbook together and making some videos as well, which is really helpful. Josh, your topic is next, social media as a marketing and networking tool. This is the intermediate and advanced topic and it is a four-hour topic. Josh has written a really great uh, session, which is really about a deep dive into why we post on social media, how we post on social media, how to come up with content, uh, what some good ways of developing content for social media are and how you can use social media as a networking tool. So although there will be a, uh, a trainer there, me or one of my other trainers will be there, Josh is really running that session as the expert presenter. Uh, and it's going to be great. Uh, we're running the first one of that next Tuesday and I'm looking forward to it. Next Tuesday? I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> you better get ready. Um, the next one is safe and inclusive celebrancy practice. And this is probably the topic that I'm proudest of uh, for this year. This is another four-hour session that involves expert presenters. Some of you will know that uh, since we had marriage equality, I've been teaching a bit in the LGBTQIA plus space in terms of terminology, concepts, and awareness. Uh, but ultimately, I am a heterosexual cisgender woman who does not have any lived experience of uh, being a marginalised person within our society. So I can read all the books I like and put together something about the theory on a topic like this I can never talk about it from a lived experience perspective so this year I have pulled together three content experts in uh, who are experts in marginalized communities in uh, in our society and they are going to talk to you about how to have how to build and run a safe and inclusive celebrancy practice which which means that it is safe and it is inclusive of all couples in our society, whatever they look like, whatever they sound like, uh, whoever they are, your practice will be safe and inclusive. It's a four hour session. It includes three content experts, Navot Zissen, who is our LGBTQIA plus uh, expert, Elsa Chouette-Rosenberg is our racism expert and Maddie Little is our disability expert. Uh, this topic is going to be challenging and I expect that some that most people who who undertake it will feel uncomfortable during the session in some way shape or form probably because they will be uh, they'll have their eyes opened to whether it's language or something else that they have been using for years and not realized that it was problematic uh, and microaggressions and all sorts of other things in the way there's so much there's so much things there's in so the much way there. that we 
that we that we live our everyday lives that if we uh, have a measure of privilege because of the color of our skin or our sexuality or our gender whatever it is uh, we might not realize that some of these the way we behave is problematic so I know in developing the materials with these three experts I've learned a lot already uh, it's been quite extraordinary the things that I thought I was pretty educated on this stuff and I was missing the point in a lot of it. So I'm super... Hey, Sarah, could, could I go as far as to say that I, I feel like um, we see the registrations everyone's making and, and like we've been, we've been um, uh, like so lucky to have so many people register for OPD and there's so many great topics. And so um, it'd, be, it'd be easy to say everyone should do this topic and then no other topic would sell and... It'd be weird and awkward, and you know, as far as running a business, it you know, wouldn't it, go it, so well. It wouldn't go so well. But can I say um, that I I feel like, and, and so I'm, I'm probably going to challenge a lot of people because I would say this of myself that um that a lot of people that listen to this podcast, a lot of people that are friends of yours and I, a lot of people who are operating celebrants probably don't think this is for them. Um, they probably think it's for it's for your racist uncle kind of bloke or whatever. You know, um, you know, you know, sexist nana, whatever it is, and it's um, can I say that it's it's like as much as it is for them, um, they're probably most definitely not going to sign up for it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's it's if you're hearing my voice, this is for you, and so I would challenge you that um, that there's so many great topics here for you to expand your business acting on and your celebrancy practice and your uh, your uh, performance as a celebrant. Um, there's so many great topics you should do. For those areas, but I would I would challenge everyone to to do this topic as well in extra because it's it, it like um um like even just in preparing because like uh, if you see our Instagram posts about it um those are prepared for by me and and there's been a few that I've like I've texted to Sarah like hey is this okay I think it's okay but I, I don't know um and and I wonder if many people are like that like many of us are just um. Like, we're not sure what, what is funny, you know. Uh, and I'll give you an example uh, of something that was funny. Um, is uh, last uh, Saturday, whenever it was, a week or so ago, I had a surprise um, uh, wedding at a birthday party. It was, uh, it was Nikki's um, 40th birthday party, a, a year late because of last year. And, um, and she, uh, so she, was, uh, she had a surprise wedding at a birthday party. And she had a... Um, a uh, drag queen. Uh, oh gosh, um, I, 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 it's on my Instagram. I forget the drag queen's name. Um, she was great, and uh, and so she like the whole bit was that she was going to do a, um, a bit of crowd work, ask a few people how they knew Nikki and Jules, and then get to me and like, how do you know Nikki and Nikki and Jules? I'm like I'm a marriage celebrant. I'm here to marry them. I'm like oh my god, and everyone freaks out. It was it was cool, and so the drag queen um, starts a bit, and she goes, you know what? <laughs> if I knew this was a lesbian event, I don't know if I would have done it. And like, it's hilarious because because that um, person um, had permission, like I suppose inbuilt permission, but also had permission from Nikki and Jules to make that kind of joke. Uh, whereas someone else could have made the joke. You like, like you, <laughs> Me, yeah, yeah. If I had made the joke, like I don't like like I reckon I probably could have got away with it. I don't know, but also I didn't make it because no. I just I wasn't one hundred percent sure, and I and I just don't know. Um, and it probably, and to be so, honest, it probably would not have been okay if you'd made that joke. Yeah. Unless you had specific yeah. permission from the couple. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, this, so that's why I don't yeah. make those jokes, you know. Um, and so, 
I, I would extend to people that this isn't just a, a session that people, that racist people need to do or sexist people need to do or uh, homophobic people need to do. Because, um, like, I just, I don't think those people are really everyday people. Like, I just, like, those people aren't kind of walking our streets. There's obviously, there's a few, but they're not walking the celebrant streets. Like, to be a celebrant, you've kind of got to be, like, a loving, affirmative person who thinks people are great, generally. Um, so I would say that this topic is, is for you. If you're hearing my voice, this topic is for you. Um, and I would go so far as to say that the first, the first topic, the, the first uh, running of it, which is on the 13th of April, so it's five days away from podcast recording time, um, it's, uh, uh, it's still got 19 spots available. Um, so please, please, come and, please come and do it. Like, if not that one, I understand not everyone's got uh, the 13th of April midday free, but uh, please do the topic. I think, it, I think it would be a blessing for the entire Celebrant community but more so just for you. That's right. I think so that, this topic is not just about your celebrant career. This topic is a good one for life. Yeah. Uh, it really so, yeah, is. that's my little um, yeah, thank you. encouragement to everyone. It's, um, it's great. You will feel uncomfortable, but I really hope that everybody will come out the other side better. So I'm really proud of it. I'm super excited and uh, I think it's going to be a great one. Uh, the next session is called Completing the Legal Forms. At the moment, I'm only offering that via distance, and it really is a deep dive into how you complete the legal forms that are required as a marriage celebrant. If you are a new celebrant, if you haven't done many weddings for a while, particularly because of COVID, a lot of people had much of last year off, this is a great kind of refresher for you to remind you how to complete those legal forms and have an opportunity to practice that and get them looked at by, um, by my assessment team. So please, if you've got any struggles with, with your forms, please come and have a look at that topic. The next one is pretty COVID specific and it's contracts and consumer law for celebrants in the post COVID environment. This is another expert session. Uh, it's a two hour session with lawyer Catherine Adams. Some of you will be familiar with Catherine. Uh, her law practice is called Hallett Law and she now has Event Law. Catherine is a lawyer in South Australia who has spent the last 12 months uh, immersing herself in the wedding and events industry. I don't really know how she kind of, like where she, who got her to start, but basically she has been immersing herself in the nuances of what we do uh, because as we all know, the wedding industry is pretty different from really any other industry. And she has developed a whole lot of legal products for, um, for wedding practitioners. Um, but that's not really what this topic is about. This is not a sales pitch. This topic is her sharing with us in general terms, her learnings about contracts and about consumer law from the last 12 months. Because what a lot of us have found is that our contracts are not necessarily worth the paper they're written on um, or electronically signed on, depending on your process. Uh, and in addition to that, a lot of us don't understand what they're for. I'm going to go so far as to say that I probably haven't totally understood like just like what it for, like what it does, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so... Yeah. This session is uh, Catherine very generously sharing with us her knowledge and her expertise in a general sense. She can't give individual advice, obviously, during this session. Um, she'll be talking about frustrated contracts and force majeure and 
other kind of terms that are being bandied about by all sorts of couples, they don't really know what they're talking about. Most of us don't really know what they're talking about. So uh, she's going to give us her legal perspective and what we've really learned about consumer law and contracts over the last 12 months. So uh, if you have, again, any celebrant, any wedding industry vendor needs to have a contract, uh, I really would encourage people to come and listen to that session and uh, and learn about, you know, a bit more about what we've learned in the last 12 months because it really has shaken up the consumer law uh, industry altogether. Yeah, I went to a, um, a court hearing for my business recently and the entire um, civil administrative tribunal court, otherwise what you might want to call it, but the, the, the tribunal, it, it, there was... I didn't count how many courtrooms. Many. Many. Like six, eight, ten, I don't know. And they were all COVID. Like, and the, everyone's, like, it's it's rental things cancelled due to COVID. It's events. It's, it's yeah, it's yeah, all the things. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great session. Catherine has lots to say. We had her on the podcast last year and people really responded really well to that. So she's been generous enough to give us her time this year to run some OPD sessions. Uh, the next uh, topic is the wedding client journey from beginning to end. This is literally what it says on the box, the client journey for weddings. And I've, I've developed this topic because this is kind of the questions that we see in celebrant forums all the time. When do you do this? How do you do that? Which side of the norm do you put the man and the woman? Uh, who does their vows first? Uh, when do you take your payments? What kind of payments do you take? How do you manage those? It's the stuff that we, that the cert for in celebrancy, to be honest, doesn't actually cover in as much depth as it should. Uh, but also it's the stuff that you kind of learn on the job because you kind of figure out how is how your process is going to work uh, as you go. So this topic, um, the workbook is my client journey and it presents the way I do things. Uh, but as I tell my Cert 4 students, this is only one way. And the trainers for this topic will give you their way. And then I will encourage the people who are in the session to talk about their ways. Because the way I think you build a client journey is by talking to as many current practitioners as you possibly can and pulling out the bits that sound good to you uh, from each of them figuring out evolving your own client journey by listening to those by getting lots of ideas and listening to to what other people do so that's what this topic is for it's that opportunity to go how do you when do you why do you do all the bits can i tell you um what why i believe this is really important and it's something i've written written about on the celebrant celebrant institute uh, website before is um when you have <clears throat> excuse me when you have a planned journey that your clients are going to walk along, um, it, it, it feels like a better experience. And so it feels like there's more, <clears throat> yeah, it feels like there's more value being exchanged because there is more value being exchanged. And uh, so it leaves people feeling more confident in what you do and how you do it, um, thus justifying a more sustainable fee thus just justifying your existence and getting better reviews and just better word of mouth because you provided a journey, not just a service. And, and we can all think about, like you can expand this thought to anything from just ordering a sandwich or a burger 
at a at a takeaway place um, to you know if you've bought a car or bought a house or bought a business and if you think if if you envisage that as a journey that either did happen or worse could have happened <laughs> you know, we we can all think about the you know, the the burger place they're like oh they didn't give me a napkin or they didn't give me a straw you know and because they just didn't have a journey you know they just didn't have a plan yeah. and um and I just I just I think it's actually really valuable for everyone to envisage that because uh, look I um I literally just I, I booked a wedding recently uh the celebrant had had their deposit paid but they just weren't providing a journey and uh and so the the couple um forfeited the deposit with that celebrant and booked me and I think that the other good thing about having a client journey is that if you have your process built step by step, you don't have to think about it every time a new client comes through your door. It just yep. happens. A lot of it, you might have it automated. You might have uh, templates that, that, set, that you send out every time. It means that you're spending less time on the mechanics of running your business uh, when it's the same process every time. So it's like if you um if you were a car, and obviously you can't be a car person, but if you were a car and every time the owner of the car had to go somewhere, you had to like think, oh god, how do I turn all the wheels? And you have to like you know either read a manual on how to turn wheels, and like and you kind of have to like just in the few seconds where the driver's just going the car, you got to figure out how to turn wheels and steer. And like, well, no, god, that's not how a car works. A car's got like the wheels turn this way, like they just turn this way because we've developed a system for it, and that's how the wheels turn. And so. Your cars don't have to figure out how to be a car every time. But I think a lot of celebrants are figuring out how to be a celebrant every time someone books Yeah, them. totally. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think that, um, you know, the more I kind of get into this, you know, I've always been a process and checklists and templates person, always. Um, but the more I kind of think about it in terms of a, of a journey, I hate that word, but it's what we have. Um, the more I look at it around me in in the in my greater environment. So as a as a as an example, I went to the Apple Store at Chadston a couple of weeks ago um, because my my keyboard died. Uh, my external keyboard for my laptop just died one day. Now I know that I could have gone online and ordered it and gone and picked it up, or gone online and ordered it and had it delivered. But I actually just needed it right then, so I just jumped in my car and I drove to the Apple Store. And they've developed this quite incredible process that involves essentially being triaged at the front door. What do you need? Um, how we, you know, how can we help you sort of thing? Then you get sent to one of three different queues, depending on who you need to speak to and what you need and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, through the, they have thought about their client journey in that shop and they have made it easy, as easy as possible for the people where it's going to be super easy and for the people who need a bit more service, they're going to have to wait a bit longer and that's okay. Um, you can book a time so that you don't have to wait, but they have thought about their journey. They have thought about what their client is going to do from the minute they turn up to the front of their store to the minute they walk out again at the end. And I think that having those thoughts just makes life easier for everybody. And I was super impressed. So it's nice to be impressed by retail. That doesn't happen all the time. Doesn't happen often, <laughs> does it? So that's the wedding client journey. Uh, there is a legal refresher topic. Uh, it's the same as the legal refresher that I ran last year, although the workbook is more detailed because I wrote it. 
Um, so, but it's essentially the same as the legal refresh rate. So I'm not, I'm only running it a handful of times this year face-to-face, -face, but we are offering it as a distance topic as well. So again, if you're a new celebrant, if you haven't done many weddings in the last 12 months, I would encourage you to consider maybe the legal refresher. Celebrant Marketing 101, getting the basics right. I'm excited about this topic as well. My dear friend, Anthony Cribbis is a celebrant here in Victoria and he has a sales background. So before he was a celebrant, he worked in sales. He still works in sales. Uh, and after he'd been a celebrant for a little while, he put together a pretty amazing handbook called the Celebrant Hustle Handbook, which really took you through a eight step process on building a, a great celebrant business from a brand marketing and sales perspective. So his book was not about legal ceremony, um, ABN, tax, any of that. His book was about brand marketing sales. Uh, and I got permission from him to run the first step of that as a two-hour OPD topic this year. And it really is about figuring out who you are as a celebrant and figuring out how to tell people about that. So that's really what this topic is about. And I'm pretty excited to offer it. It's going to be, it's meaty. It has some really great kind of take-home messages. You do a lot of work through the activity to, to think about who you are and your story and, and why people should book you. And it really does set the foundation for, uh, for kind of any, any celebrant business to succeed. So that's a really great one that we're offering both via Zoom and via distance, which is good. The next one is the funeral client journey from beginning to end, same as the wedding client journey one, but obviously in the funeral space as well. Uh, this topic does not delve really into ceremony writing for funerals. It really does concentrate on that, on that client journey, the same as the wedding one does. Uh, and that's another great topic. I've been running that for a few years now and people seem to be really enjoying it. So that's that one. Running a paperless marriage celebrancy office. We are running this in the Eastern states that have BDM online systems. Uh, it's a two hour topic. This is the sexiest topic. <laughs> this is the best. It's a two hour topic and it involves, uh, we're only running it state-based. So you sign up for the topic that is for your state uh, in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania. It involves a demonstration of the BDM online registration system in that state. It involves a video of signing uh, marriage paperwork on a tablet. Josh is working on that video as we speak. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm like, I'm sizzling on it. I'm just like, wow, he's, wow, be so he's good. been sizzling on it for a while, but he's getting there. It's going to be great. Um, and, and it's just a reminder about how you can, run a marriage celebrancy office without having loads of paper because people are becoming much more concerned about our paper use these days. So they'll also, there's the opportunity to ask questions about, for example, a CRM system, to ask questions about reading your um, ceremony on a tablet or in a Kindle instead of printing it out on paper. Um, but the, it's focused mainly on the marriage paperwork and how to manage that in a paper can, can I uh, can I tell everyone that um, this is not the session for you if you just really get off and holding a big red book. <laughs> and it's also unfortunately <laughs> not the session for you if you're in South Australia, Northern Territory, or Western Australia, yeah. 
because your BDMs have not caught up just yet. Hopefully one yeah. day let's continue to cross our fingers. It's a uh, it's a thing that could happen. Hey, look, the Victoria bought New South Wales system and made it weirdly worse, made it's a true. worse system worse. No, but anyway, it can happen. It can. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a really good topic. I, I can tell you um, because every I've been paperless for, do you remember how many years? Oh, a long time. Four, five, yeah. Know, a long time. And uh, and I sign everything on a Remarkable tablet now, so I'm going to do a demonstration with an iPad and a Remarkable tablet. But every single ceremony, someone makes what is that? Is that is that all digital these days? And it's um, it's cute. And the other funny thing that happened, I did a, a big Italian wedding recently, and um, someone said from the audience while we were signing, she said, "Signing on an iPad is, is that even legal?" It's not. You got me. <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> yeah, we're here for nothing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Just yep. Yeah, you finally busted me. <laughs> Uh, the next topic is, is a deep dive into wedding ceremony logistics. This is about the logistics and mechanics from the moment you arrive at the ceremony to the moment you leave the ceremony and everything that happens in between, which might be an hour or two hours depending on, on what you, how you run your business. We talk a lot about ceremony writing and the words that come out of our mouth and how we put those ceremonies together we don't talk quite so much about the actual mechanics of standing up and doing that and how that actually works, how you manage the rings, how you manage your microphones, uh, what you read your ceremony from. So this really is about those logistics, who stands where, how do you get to those positions, where does the celebrant stand. Again, this is about presenting lots of options so that people can go, oh, I might try that one time and see if that suits me it's not about saying this is the way I do it and that's the way everybody should do it because I don't believe in that and my and I I have hired trainers who also don't believe in that uh, it's very much about presenting different ways of doing things so that uh, people can yeah can you know look at things and go oh yeah that's interesting I might try that this is a facilitated discussion there's no workbook it's not it's not me saying, this is what I do. This is what you should do. It is a facilitated discussion. I've given my trainers a list of questions uh, that I think that they should bring up. Um, and, and hopefully everybody will have a great discussion about how they do it and learn some, some new ideas that they might like to give, give a try. Running a sustainable celebrancy business. This one is about... Oh, it's not possible, Sarah. Move along. Let's, just, let's, let's trash this one. This one's about price. How much should it's, I charge? Is, um, is, is Daily Messenger running this one? <laughs> no, no, he's not. So this one's about how to figure out what you should charge. Uh, it's about... Um, it's important... That it's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> it is. Stop talking right now. Um, this is not about price fixing because that is illegal, not just in the celebrant world, but in all of the whole world. Uh, it is illegal. Like celebrants, for it example. is illegal for celebrants or any service provider, I'm ignoring you, to sit down together and say, this is what we're going to charge. So that's not what it's about. It's about looking at your costs. It's about looking at your experience. It's about considering the way you present your fees when you're talking to people about them. It's it's all those sorts of things and it's about how do I charge enough to make my business sustainable for the long term. 
So I'm excited about this one. Um, uh, there's a I I wrote quite a lot of ranty stuff. So <laughs> you might read the workbook and go, "Gee, Sarah was having a bad day that day." Um, it's not that bad. Look, I've wrote, I've read through it. It's it's good. And look, if even if you uh if if you if you want to not do the session, the simple thing is um make more, spend less. Totally. But you could probably you could probably get a little bit more nuance. You're gonna get a bit session. more nuance than that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of things to think about. And then we're also going to talk about how to ensure that your invoicing process is tax office compliant and uh, how to make sure that you're actually getting paid. So, because you can't run a sustainable business if you're not actually getting paid for the work that you're doing. It's very bad. Three topics left. Involving others in wedding ceremonies is the first one. And this is about creative challenges and legal challenges. So, There are lots of different ways of involving children, guests, and pets, and we talk about creative ways of involving other people in ceremony. We also talk about the legalities if somebody else other than the authorised celebrant is going to present much of the ceremony. So it's kind of two parts to this one. The legal stuff for involving someone else in a ceremonial capacity and the creative stuff around children, pets, and guests. So... Um, hopefully this one will have lots of ideas thrown around within the groups uh, about their creative ideas and how they go about it. I, I haven't looked through, through this topic yet, but uh, with the other people being the celebrant, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that, the person who does the ceremony, um, are you covering, because I feel like my favourite option is, is not something that's ever flared to by people in groups. I don't, I don't know if I've written about this in the um, Celebrant Institute, but uh, I've, I don't do that a lot these days doing other weddings. But when I do do it, I um I try to encourage the couple to let me like I'll come earlier in the day, or maybe after the ceremony or something like just um, like maybe like I'll be there on hand and and after the so 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 Joe blogs does the ceremony does whatever the hell he wants, and they um they walk down the aisle and kisses and hugs them and then I, I like steal them off for a second and we say the words and we um say that and do the paperwork that's the that's my favorite option instead of integrating with other people. Um, we're not specifically talking about that. Um, option in this topic because uh, that's not the preferred option of most couples. Um, yeah, I know they they want it to be all. They want it to be all integrated and I hate it. It's so weird. all together. I don't hate it. It's quite fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's less work for me, so um, I'm quite happy to do it. Uh, but I think that's a great institute blog post if you haven't already written about it. I think I'll add it to my list of five things. Add it I to your list, yeah. Um, the second last topic is ceremony inclusions, readings, music, and rituals. And this is an opportunity for people to bring their ideas uh, to each other so that we can help each other build our, uh, our bank of readings, music, and rituals. If you've come across a ritual in uh, if that one of your couples has brought to you, bring it to this to this topic so that other people can find out about that really cool ritual as well. Um, if you've got some great music that is relatively obscure, bring it along to this topic so we can share. Uh, so it's about sharing and building those banks of resources. It's also about how you talk to your clients about music readings and rituals. You know, for example, I know a lot of celebrants who go, I don't like rituals, so I'm just not going to offer them to my clients. Um, and I would encourage you to maybe not necessarily do that because your clients might want to have, include a ritual and that's, to me, that's their prerogative. So we talk a little bit about ways of discussing music, readings and rituals with your couples as well. 
Um, and look, it's fine if you're a celebrant who doesn't like rituals. You just have to be upfront about that so that a couple who really wants a sand ceremony doesn't book you and then find out later that you don't like them and won't do it because that's not really fair. So if you don't want to offer rituals, totally fine about that. Just be upfront about it. And the final uh, topic that I've got this year is for ministers of religion, so Category D celebrants, and it's about personalising standard ceremonies. So uh, Category D celebrants have to present the ceremony that is written by their church or by their religious organisation. And this topic is a way of looking at how they can personalise that in tiny ways but just in those little tiny, in the spaces, in the gaps, how can they add those little personal touches uh, so that the couple feels more honoured and so that the, um, the guests, the audience, might be super impressed and might want to come to church. Uh, so that's what that one's all about as well. Then there's... That's so important. Like just even just for all celebrants, just to... Um, I think I did write a post about this about the difference between personal ceremonies and personalized ceremonies and just and obviously there's the, there's linkings there but just to be personal just be human yeah totally totally and then i have three former compulsories so three compulsories from 2016 17 and 18 uh, and they're available as distance topics if you are interested in them oh, be still my business <laughs> So, look, I'm, I'm really proud of the program that we've put together. I, uh, I worked really hard, I have to say, uh, and, I'm, and I'm really proud of the, the resources. I'm proud of the workbooks. I think that they're, they're really, um, they've got a lot of meat in them and they'll be a useful resource for people. Uh, I'm proud of the trainers that I've got working for me this year. Oh, yeah, so... Jules Amity wrote the Ceremony Inclusions Workbook and Involving Others in Wedding Ceremonies. Um, so it's been great to have. And she also looked at my Sustainable Celebrancy Business Workbook because she's an accountant before she was a celebrant. So that was handy. So uh, great group of trainers on board this year. Super excited to have them on the team. And hopefully there's something in there for everyone. Or, you know, if you're really keen, all of them. <laughs> I just did the maths. I think there's 32 hours of possible professional development people could do this year. Something and like that. Uh, I, um, I would endorse anyone and everyone doing that. But particularly, like, and I know that sounds like a bit of a joke, but also if you're, if you're on the up and up, like you're kind of, you're fresh and you're, you've done your cert for maybe, uh, honestly, like maybe you're authorized in 2019. God, <laughs> what a year to get authorized. Or early 2020. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Early 2020. Yeah, um, uh, you've you've already done the deep work on uh, disaster management, uh, but maybe like like I can guarantee you that all of these topics are gonna fill a few gaps in your kind of business schedule. Um, look, maybe you've already got a customer journey, but I'll be honest with you, uh, the best customer journey is tested and and adjusted and tested and changed and adjusted, and uh, and and maybe uh, yeah, look, I, I can talk about how I've launched a um a wedding entertainment brand called Great Reception. And I've developed a, a customer journey for that, but each booking I get, I'm slowly adjusting it as yeah, as people come up come up against hard edges that I hadn't really thought about, or maybe there's a templated email that I, I just like I hadn't totally proofread, or there was a weird line break in it, or just like just little things like that, or even just wider arching things. 
um, that that I just saw, and our, as other celebrants, we haven't thought about. And so maybe you've got an awesome customer journey, um, but you know what? Get it checked up against uh, going to this topic and hearing uh, about Sarah's or someone else's customer journey, or read about mine and the Celebrant Institute, and adjust it again because that's that makes it better. Because that's the deal. Is the deal is you just want to provide this epic, epic uh, uh, experience for people so that. Well, A, they just have a great wedding and they're like, this is the best wedding ever. Uh, thank you for being a part of it. But also they would refer you and they would talk about you and they would leave good reviews and all that kind of thing. And that goes for um, all the topics yeah, like, this year. You know, you exactly, might yeah. already be doing social media really well and you might want to come along to the uh, intermediate to advanced social media course to hear a different perspective, to hear how Josh yeah. does things, which is, might be a different way from how you do it. You might, it might, remind, it might tell you, hey, I'm happy with how I'm doing it now. Or it might give you another idea on how you could freshen things up or change things. So, um, yeah, hopefully there's something in there for everyone. I was um I, I was thinking about this exact kind of idea of I already know how to do this, and you know, so why do I why do I have to go to the course to do it? Um, or or even just the, the idea of of pre presenting training topics like this. Uh, and and I, I don't know if, if you if you feel this way, Sarah, but I feel like I see a lot of training, not just in celebrancy, just in like business and world. You, we, get, we get all the Instagram ads for it, all the Facebook ads and all the emails and all the courses and the topics and the workshops and the boot camps and the things you can do. And I feel like a lot of people, not all the people, but a lot of people are selling last night's lotto numbers. And they're not necessarily selling strategy and foundational stuff that would help you choose your own lotto numbers. Um, does that kind of ring true? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. There's a lot of courses on Facebook and yeah. you look at them and go, what are you selling me for $29 that you say usually costs $3,000? Really? Yeah. And, and it's you literally saying, I won the lotto last night and here are my eight numbers. Yeah, but it's not how I picked those numbers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, like, like I, we, none of us need to know, last, well, unless you've got a ticket in the lottery, so forget that. The, the, the idea falls apart if you go down that road. <laughs> but none of us need to know last night's lotto, tier, last night's lotto numbers if we're buying a ticket today. Um, you know, we, we need to know strategies and, and we need to know, uh, we need to know like how to make decisions better. Uh, cause that, that's my hope. I'll, I'll just pitch my social media course. I'm not going to sit down and tell you what hashtags to use. I'm just really not. In fact, if you look at my social media, you know, so I don't use them and that's part of my strategy. And I'll tell you why I would not use some um, hashtags or if I do, why I use them because um, I don't, I don't want to just sit down and tell you well, here's, here's top 10 posts you can post on social media. But I want you to understand how I make decisions and how you can make better decisions so that when you open up Instagram, you're, you're making a good, valid decision that has been you know, road tested and, and tested amongst your peers. And you're like, I'm, I believe I'm making a great decision now. And you've got that foundation to make that decision, whether it's on social media, customer journey, um, ceremony inclusions. Uh, you know, heck, even the, um, like, I think the, one of the best topics that is going to be really underrated is the three unexpected um, situations a celebrant finds themselves in. Like, yeah, just so when, when, you come in, when you come across that situation or when you get that more so, when you get that phone call from that couple and they, they have a question in that ballpark, you don't have to say, hang on, let me A, Google it, let me B, go to the Celebrant Institute, let me C, Coursera, let me worse, let me go to a bloody Facebook group. Stop going to Facebook groups. <laughs> um, let me find the answer. Instead of that stuff, you just know the answer because you did the topic and you're smarter for it. Totally. Love it. Love it. 
OPD delivery starts on Sunday, the 11th of April. Super excited. Goes all the way through till December. Uh, the beautiful thing about running OPD on Zoom is that I can add extra sessions at any time during the year when we start to get busy. I've had lots of people asking about face-to-face. I am not prepared to schedule face-to-face -face OPD until the vaccination rollout has finished. We've had too many snap lockdowns in the last few months. And if I had had uh, OPD sessions scheduled in Brisbane two weeks ago, last week, whenever it was, um, that would not have been financially viable for me. I know that not everything is about money, but I still have to pay, be able to pay my trainers and pay the venues and all those sorts of things. So... Um, uh, it's just not viable and it's stressful and a lot of additional work for me uh, when things have to get cancelled. So I'm just not offering them. The Zoom OPD was really well received last year. People really enjoyed it. Uh, so It's a good product. It's, it's, it's a, a really good, good product. Like it, so if yeah. you're happy with Zoom OPD, please come and join us. If you prefer face-to-face -face OPD, that's totally fine, but you will need to go to one of the other OPD providers and that's okay. Now, let me say as well, we had a number of people last year, not a crap load, but a, a number, um, people who, you know, like two or three or four friends that wanted to come to the same house and do Zoom OPD. That's okay. Um, I'll offer two things. One, just make sure the net's good enough, the internet's good enough, because um, each one of you, uh, oh, actually this year, do the, does each one have to be logged into their own Zoom? Not so much, no. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. So um, so that was going to be even better, because what, what I was going to say is make sure the internet's good enough for each of you to be on Zoom, but then also each of you bring headphones. Um. But we should probably talk about that off podcast and just actually kind of validate a thing. Yeah, or, plan. Or, or have you got an answer right now? No, it's okay. If people want to do it in the same house, you can do that this year. Um, on one Zoom? On one Zoom. Yeah. Okay, because cool. the right, trainers have a different way of marking attendance this year than what we did last year. So, uh, yeah, that's okay. If you want to jump on one computer and do that together, you, you can do that this year. That's all right. Hey, you can airplane it to the TV. Totally. Get your popcorn. Yeah. Absolutely, or something, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. I hope that people enjoy what we've put together this year. And uh, if you have any questions, always feel free to, to yell out. OPD at celebrant.training is the email address. The website is celebrant.training. You can head over there and see all of our offerings on our brand spanking new website that, uh, that Josh put together and is looking really great. And people are finding it really easy to use, which also makes me happy. Um, two things on the website. One of them, if you're a if you're a Celebrant Institute member, so you have a you have, you have an account on the Celebrant.institute website. First of all, thank you for your continued support, and I um I hope you guys can ask questions and, and get everything from your from your membership. But that membership account doesn't work on Celebrant.training. It's the two completely different systems, two different keys. It's just so um a lot of people have emailed like, oh my Celebrant Institute account doesn't work there. Like it's different. Um, the other one is. Um, you can you can add things to your cart. So I see a lot of people checking out twice, which is also fine. Like you can check out twice, uh, but if if you want to add multiple things, so you can there is another button, a one. button that says yeah. add another course. So you can do that. Um, and also, you don't have to be a Celebrant Institute member to attend our OPD. No, exactly. Yeah, if, any Celebrant can attend. Any Celebrant, and also I'll just extend it. If you're doing a Cert Four, if you're if you um if you're you've already done your Cert Four, but you're kind of uh, in your application phase, if you're uh, um what's the word? There's a word if for if you've registered, sent your if you're yeah. in limbo, limbo, we'll all of those. That. Um, just if these if these topics talk to you, do them absolutely. And honestly, like it's not it's not it's not that bloody it's not that expensive. No, like uh, 
If you get in early on a good topic, it's 50 bucks. Yeah. Super cheap. It's a fitty. Yeah. It's just a pineapple, mate. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Sarah, uh, this has been a celebrant talk show. Um, my name is Josh Withers. You can find me online at joshwithers.com.au. I'm at Hello Josh Withers on Facebook and uh, the Gram and at Joshua Withers on Twitter. Sarah Ed is at sarahed.com.au and uh, you do live on, on all the social media, Sarah. At Sarah Ed Civil Celebrant on all of them. I'm just there. Good word. Yeah. Um, if you've got uh, feedback on this podcast, if there's topics you'd like us to address, uh, or if you're just like, yay, there's another episode, that even though there hasn't been one for six months, you can always get in touch with us at uh, hello at celebrant.fm. We can follow um, the Celebrant Institute on social media. It's uh, at celebrant.institute. Uh, which is also, weirdly enough, the actual website, celebrant.institute, is where you can find out um, about celebrants and everything you write on there. And if you want to ask a question, you have to be a paid member. So uh, please join. Ten bucks a month. It's a bargain. Love it. Sarah, hope you have a really good day. Thanks for getting uh, getting back on the podcast with me. I've missed doing this. I know. This it's really good. We need to do it more often. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll tell COVID that it needs to go away so we can do it more yeah. often. I've told it a few times. Thanks, mate. Talk <laughs> soon.